Hello everybody, once again, it is time for the Coach Jay McCauley Show. Wofford Head Basketball Coach Jay McCauley joins us. The show, of course, is always sponsored by RJ Rockers, and I'm Jim Noble. First of all, if we don't get to say this again before the holidays, happy holidays. I know it's been a, a, a winding road to get to this point of the season, but uh, how do you feel about things uh, so far as Wofford uh, enters the holiday break? We're, fe we're feeling good, Jim, and we're, we're excited about our bunch. It's been uh, an interesting preseason and non-conference, but uh, every turn, every sort of adversity that we've been uh, faced with, our guys have responded, which is a good sign heading into conference play. And our last contest versus PC, I thought showed some really, really good maturity from our guys that I'm excited to finish out this non-conference Wednesday and uh, obviously get back here after Christmas. As of this taping, the Terriers are eight and four, three and three on the road against some really good tests. And you mentioned the game coming up later this week at Duquesne. Is it too early to get a feel? Is it too early to get an identity on how this team will fare once we get into conference play? Yeah, I think that's taking shape here, our, our identity on both sides of the ball. You know, uh, last game was really reflective of what we want this program to be about, which is guarding the three-point arc and rebounding and competing against top-tier rebounding teams, uh, which we, th we did for the most part in that game. So if we can be guys, uh, a, a team full of guys that are committed to, towards making guys miss, getting the rebound, it's a defense to offensive identity, I think, that we have to continue to develop as we get closer to March. Well, we'll look closer at that. We will take a look back at some of the signature wins of non-conference play, take a look ahead to life in the Southern Conference as we get ready to open up the home season December 29th against VMI, and a closer look at some of the key Terriers who have really risen to the occasion so far this season. It's all ahead next here on the Jay McCauley Show. What was the key defensively for your group today? Well, that was an emphasis coming into this game, just limiting them on shot attempts and being there on the catch. You know, they had some really good shooters and stuff, so that was the emphasis, and we tried to crack down on that, you know, and uh, be connected more as a team uh, tonight. Yes, indeed, it was a very happy Isaiah Bigelow. Heck, it was a happy bunch of Wofford Terriers after the last road win, 76-49 at Presbyterian last Saturday. You know, the numbers look great from an offensive standpoint. Wofford hit their last 13 shots from the field. I don't know if anybody realized that as you guys blew it open late, but I first want to talk about defense and deflections. That's something that you pound into these guys' heads, and it was on perfect display on Saturday. Yeah, it, it was something we challenged our guys. We have a goal of 30 deflections, and for our viewers, that's any finger uh, disruption on a ball throughout the course of play. And uh, we usually is, use that 30 number as a you know, level we want to get to, uh, but we challenged them with 35 in that environment, and they got 38, which was a record for us this year. When we're that active, Jim, when we're that connected defensively, you can just feel the energy on our team and how that flows into offense. And certainly that was the case the other night. You kept a very good offensive rebounding team off the boards completely in the, in the first half and, and really good for the game as a whole. Then on the other hand, the defense kind of spurred the offense. I think Max Klesman is a yeah. perfect example of that. His points don't come easy. He's got to grind for everything he gets. And he had 21 points, but as you said, a lot of those points were spurred 
by his defense, yes. weren't they? Yeah, and it's something we've challenged him with. He led our team in steals and deflections, along with Ryan, who's close second in all preseason. So he's got to be that way. He does so much for our basketball team, but the energy he provides on and off the ball with his activity can create those easy shots. He had 10 of those 38, which was outstanding. That's contagious for a team. And when you see one of your better players doing that and paying the price for activity, I think that bleeds into your whole team. We just heard from Isaiah Bigelow. You know, he's, he's still working his way back after missing last season with a knee injury. I thought maybe for the first extended stretch this year, he's slashing to the basket. He's going to the hole. And that opens up his outside yeah. game. And, you know, when, when the shots are falling, he's a really tough guy to defend. Yeah, and every, every game in practice, he's growing in confidence. Remember, he had 12, 13 months of nothing. And it just takes time for guys to get their confidence back. And we have the utmost confidence in Isaiah, the work he's put on uh, into this thing. And each game, you're starting to see that shot getting a little bit more confident. And you're starting to see that other team scout they scout Max. That's why everything's difficult. You know, they run bodies at him. They run bodies at Isaiah and these guys that are shooting a lot of their shots from three. So it's up to us to respond to that. And obviously Isaiah did a pretty good job. And I thought he got into the flow of the game better because of that, uh, Jim. And I thought you guys handled the atmosphere, or to be more accurate, kind of a lack of atmosphere really well. Let's face it, every school, their students are gone. It mm -hmm. happened at Gardner-Webb. It happened at Presbyterian. You know, you, you kind of had to bring your own juice. And you were coming off exam week. You guys put a high priority on exam week yeah. and getting these guys right for finals. But you lose basketball time when you do that. So how did you balance that as a coaching staff? Number one, it's about our players. They, they come from great families. They know how to take care of themselves and their business. And we talk about being a pro on and off the court every day. And so not procrastinating like Coach McCauley did for exams <laughs> back in the day is number one. Uh, they did a good job, I think, of managing their daily schedule and getting the papers done, getting the, the projects done, and studying for exams. It was not easy. It's never easy anywhere, but especially here at Wofford. I mean, it's a, it's a full load, and they did a good job of balancing that, sticking to the game plan, and I think having a release mentality of like, man, we get to play and sweat and compete here uh, now that they were done with finals and it showed, I thought. Yeah, now they can be NBA players for about two weeks <laughs> and not have to worry about anything but basketball until the... Uh, Hopefully they produce like NBA yeah. players. Let's, let's hope that's the case. All right, Jay opened up the door to his college days because <laughs> when we come back, we're going to take a look back at some of the signature wins of this non-conference schedule. Yes, one of them may have taken place in Athens, Georgia, where this guy, you know, made his bones in college basketball, so to speak. That's coming up next here on the Coach Jay McCauley Show. Yes, indeed, it was quite the scene in Athens, Georgia. Jay McCauley's first win over SEC competition. I know you credit these to the team and not Jay McCauley, but winning at your alma mater with so many friends and family in attendance. I know it was big for everybody connected with Wofford, but what was it like for you? It was, uh, it was an awesome experience. Uh, a lot went into it, just like any game, trying to win the game and prepare. And then you walk through the, uh, the arena that's changed a little bit, but then it's bringing back all those memories. I spent a lot of hours in that gym. And as a player, I uh, didn't play a whole lot. And as a 
graduate assistant. So a lot of hours in that gym where I fell in love with the game even more and wanted to get into coaching and to take our team back there and perform well was, was a big time deal. It was certainly the signature win so far of this non-conference season. It was also one of the first few games you played without Messiah Jones. Yeah. We all saw what happened here at Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium when Messiah was lost for the season with the Achilles injury. Let's talk about the team first and then the player. The team, you have to redefine roles. Guys have to step up and do all the little things that Messiah did to solidify you at both ends of the court. How has that process gone? Yeah, you're never going to replace a guy like Messiah Jones. You got to do it by committee. He, you remember now, Terrier fans, this guy was the consummate double-double guy for us. The dirty work, uh, the run the floor. He just played his tail off, and it was infectious to our whole program. So when a guy of that caliber goes down, Jim, each guy's going to have to pick up, you know, a little bit of weight here. And uh, we certainly did that. It's been a learning process. Some younger guys have had new roles on top of learning what college basketball is all about, the daily grind and how physical it is and how demanding it is in so many ways mentally. But our guys, like I mentioned earlier in the telecast, they've responded at every, every turn with adversity to injury, illness, all that. And that's a sign of a good team. And our staff is really, really proud so far, especially with that being the second game without him. Mm -hmm. How about the performance of Sam, BJ, Max down the stretch? It was a really, really good team win. You know, we had a chance to talk to Messiah. I had him on the halftime show of, uh, of the radio broadcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, he's struggling with the mental side of the injury. He leans on Isaiah Bigelow, who yeah. went through that you know, last year. What have you guys done to try to keep him involved, make him almost another coach on the floor? Yeah. He told us, hey, now I kind of get all those things the coaches <laughs> have been telling me because I can see it from, from above now. But uh, how do you manage his mental state more than anything else? Yeah, I just think, number one, uh, you know, being a not always just a coach, I got to be there for him as a, uh, a mentor, a friend, all of our staff does. And then leaning on his teammates who he loves dearly and they love him. That's where the family part of Wofford basketball comes into play. And we got Isaiah through it. It wasn't easy, but we got him through it. He's very appreciative of that process, and it'll be the same for Messiah. Now, I do have him sit right next to us in every game for a reason. He's a big part of what we do, and we'll continue to do that in terms of his leadership and what he sees and uh, what he brings to the table. So. He'll be much more of Coach Jones this year uh, than, than the double-double machine that I'm used to playing. Uh, but we'll get him back. He's on the road to recovery. He's doing well so far, three or four weeks out. He's already walking in a boot, and he's smiling ear to ear as always. Just a great, great young man, and uh, he'll be back. Well, that is great to hear. Uh, we've done a lot of looking back so far on the show. Time to move forward. Look ahead. The final non-conference road game of the year and Southern Conference play when the Jay McCauley Show continues. And welcome back to the Coach Jay McCauley Show, brought to you by RJ Rockers. I'm Jim Noble. And let's spotlight a couple of Terriers that have really improved, really done some good things here in the non-conference portion of the season. Boy, you look up and down the roster and it's hard to pick one. I'm going to start 
with B.J. Mack, only because he's half the man he used to be. From a weight standpoint, B.J. got his body right with strength and conditioning coach A.J. Kerr. Dropped 30, 40 pounds, depending on who you listen to. <laughs> and, and it's doubled his scoring average. He has been, to me, maybe the biggest yeah. revelation, maybe the most improved player in the entire Southern Conference. Yeah, he's been, he's been awesome. And he's fun to coach. You guys know how smart he is just being around our program every day. He is a smart, intelligent player that has really bought into, you know, matching up what his potential could be and what he wants to be. And a lot of hard work has gone into that. Um, the discipline of what's been needed over the summer, the preseason, and continuing to what we do uh, with, with exams and all that. And he's had some outstanding performances this year and has the confidence of our staff and our players and just a great member of our basketball team. We've also talked about Max Klesman. We've talked about Isaiah Bigelow. Um, any other players who have, have kind of raised their level? I know it's a long way to go in this season, and sometimes yeah. when you raise your level, the opposition realizes that and scouts you, like you said about Max. But talk about the, the rest of the roster and where you see there's still room for improvement with a few guys. Yeah, it's, it's the motto that we live by here with Wofford basketball, iron sharpens iron. So because BJ's been so disciplined and committed, you know, and Max wants to take that next step forward and then, you know, down the line, that stuff has really, really challenged every member of our program over the summer and preseason. And you see that in spurts with Sam Godwin. And Messiah goes down and at Georgia, that guy was unguardable. And we'll need that confidence and that aggressiveness as we move forward conference play. Same with BJ in that week and a half after he went down. He's, those guys have got to be a one-two punch and stay out of foul trouble for us. But it's really raised the level of everyone in our program. And you're seeing that with Austin, right? I think Austin's shooting 54%, which would be top 10 in the entire country if he had enough three-point makes on the year. But he's shooting 54%. Sam Godwin is shooting 75% from the field, which would lead the SOCON and the country right now. So as long as those guys continue to take steps forward, you know, defensively in some areas, those numbers will soon match up with some of the best in the country, which we're really proud of. A couple of tidbits, you guys are shooting free throws pretty well. When you get to line, you're converting. You're protecting the ball very well. And I know your defense, is, your, your steals, your ratio has yeah. gone up and up and up the last few games. That's sort of the trajectory you're shooting for, to, to get to – almost the top of that arc by the time conference play begins, correct? That's a great point. Um, we're really committed to being better there this year. Last year, we were around 18% of our possessions were turnovers. The leader in the country were around 13, 14. This year, we're around 15 and a half, 16, which based off the numbers so far, that's a really good leap for us. But we've been way more active generating steals. We're top 25, top 50 in the country right now in doing so. And you know, Jim, what that equates to in easy buckets on the other end. So we'll need that mentality, deflections, easy steals for layups, dunks, momentum plays. We'll need that mentality to fuel our offense and some runs in conference play as we head forward. You know what else we're going to need moving forward? Fan support. When we come <laughs> back, we'll talk about the conference opener against VMI. But first, a pit stop in Pittsburgh. That's next here on the Jay McCauley Show. 
And welcome back. It's the Coach Jay McCauley Show. We will wrap this up with a look at the next couple of games on the schedule. First, uh, the, the only plane trip of the year, which in current situation might not be the worst thing in the world. But we're going to go up to Pittsburgh to play, play Duquesne. they got a kind of a brand spanking new renovated mm -hmm. arena. Uh, some familiar Southern Conference names on the Dukes roster. Talk yeah. about the challenge that they'll present. Yeah, they're a talented, well-coached team. And, uh, you know, we're going to get on a plane and be as safe as we possibly can be. We'll leave tomorrow morning uh, to head up there. And it'll be a unique game time at 3 o'clock to get all their players, our players, back home safely and spend a few times few days at home with Christmas uh, coming up in the holidays. But a lot of talented individual players that they've kind of gathered together this last year, and it's taken some time for them, I think, to put the pieces together. But when they do, man, are they dangerous. And we'll have to play our A game to go up there and get the job done. Yeah, they're coming off a win against Cal Irvine and played a pretty stout non-conference schedule themselves, too. So we'll look forward to that one. And then, of course, after Christmas, everybody reconvened here in Spartanburg. How important is it to have the place rocking? I know the students won't be back yet for a couple of weeks, but folks in town, VMI kicks off Southern Conference play uh, on Wednesday, December 29th. And as always, you want to get off to a good start. And I've seen them play a few times in the non-conference schedule. They are so fundamentally sound. You have a lot of respect for Dan Earl and their entire staff. It's going to be quite a battle to kick off conference play. It will. They're one of the best teams in our conference. Uh, if you know anything about our conference, uh, that's apparent for sure. Uh, but listen, our arena is the best arena in the conference and probably one of the best arenas and atmospheres in the country. And you've seen that in so many ways over the last several years, uh, with the exception of last year where no one could come in. But even this year, with five or six games that we've had here in the balance, the energy, the support, everyone's talking about our conference season around town. The buzz is there about our team. We're a fun team to watch. Come out, take a look at our guys, support our guys so we can make this a home court advantage uh, because we'll need it, need it versus a very good VMI team. Can't wait. Cannot wait until we get rolling here. As always, we appreciate your time. We'll see you at the airport, and we'll see everybody back here at Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium before too long. Thanks again. Thanks, Jim, and happy holidays to everybody. All right. On that note, for Coach Jay McCauley, I'm Jim Noble. Thanks for watching and listening once again to the Coach Jay McCauley Show brought to you by RJ Rockers. We'll see you next time.